Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Feels good. Feels like everybody's doing good. I'm telling you, when you're up here, you can get a vibe pretty quick. It's weird. Sometimes I get up here and I'm just like, I'm saddened. <laughs> It's a weighty day. Sometimes you just get up here and it's just the joy of the Lord, and I feel that this morning. That was my prayer this morning, is that <clears throat> we, all, we all possess Holy Spirit within us, and we're being led by the impulses of Holy Spirit. We know that. We know that it's Christ within us that is the hope of glory. It is us coming together that literally expresses His presence to this world and to each other and in a place. So I believe that when we come together, there's just more it's, it's just more. There's something great. There's something, my, my brother Benjamin always said one time, uh, we were in a car and it was like, it was right after the hurricane and it, you know that time anything can frustrate you. And I was frustrated and just thinking about us coming together and everybody going through all this stuff. And I was like, you know, Ben, like at the end of the day, like what is the point? Why do we even come together? And he was sitting there like, okay, you are the leader. Are you? You don't need to ask that question. But after that hit him, he kind of he like calmed himself and thought through the process. And he said, you know, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. There is something that I can get being with that group that I can't get in my secret place. And there's something in my secret place that I can't get being in a group. There, it's, not, it's not one or the other. It's both of them. That's unto this and this is unto that. And we have, to, we have to feed off that stuff. But my prayer this morning is that the presence would literally be flooded in this place through the walls, on the floor, that when we step in here, there would be a, there'd be a sensation. There would be a, our senses would be awakened to his presence in this place. And I can tell you, the Lord is absolutely in this place. <laughs> but like, for real, if if, that was, if that's the truth, if we come into covenantal agreement that that is the truth, that we believe that the Lord is in this place, that his presence is absolutely available in this place, then you have got to ask yourself, what am I currently walking through? What, what is currently present in my life? that doesn't need to be there, that can survive the potency of the presence of Christ here in this place. For real, ask yourself, like, sit there, think of that thing, and then offer it up and know that his presence is in this place and that thing's done with. It's dealt with today. It's not inspiration, that's truth. You can't say that his presence is available, but also are my circumstances. You can't. It's not possible. You can't have the presence of the Lord in your life. His blood cannot be pumping through your veins and disease survive. Whoever's in control of the live stream, could you shut that off for just a minute? I got to say some things that are not very nice. I'm just kidding. That's not the truth. 
Live streamers, thank you so much for being with us. We will be back in just a moment. There's just some things we can't stream. I'm shocked sometimes when I think about it of how little believers believe. How little I've believed. You can turn the live stream back on if you want to. There is not a single thing, not a single thing going on in our nation, going on in our lives. Not a single thing that, number one, he doesn't care about. And number two, he doesn't have the answer for. I love how it said as, as darkness starts to, starts to come into play, however it did uh, poetically talk about when the darkness is starting to flare its ugly teeth and things are starting to get on the rise here with darkness and evil and everything out, he's sitting there sculpting the shades of daybreak. <laughs> he's so intricate in his plan. He's so intricate in his timing. He's so perfect in every single thing that he does. Like, there is absolutely nothing, nothing, nothing. Say it with me, nothing. Say it with me, nothing. He doesn't have the answer for, and he is not enough for. I'm going to read this first part of the time is now. These are words, if you weren't here last week, these are Holy Spirit inspired words that he gave to me out of nowhere one evening. I don't write a lot of this kind of stuff. He doesn't usually speak to me or through me in this way, but this is what he said. And I believe that this is, this is not, listen to me, the reason I read this is, has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with him. And if he gave it to me, I promise you, I promise you, if he gave it to me and I'm up here speaking it, it's because I believe with every ounce and fiber of my being that this is the word of the Lord for this tribe. And this is the first paragraph. It says, the time is now. The day of just getting by is over. We are called to walk in prosperity and power. We are to be fruitful and multiply, to be lenders and not borrowers, to walk in health and not sickness to be filled with faith and not fear, to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, to be people of righteousness, peace, and joy, to be filled with hope and confidence. The casual days of Christianity have come to an end. There is no longer fruit that will come from that tree. The kingdom of God is not a hobby, an interest, or a crutch. It is not something you simply do as a morning devotional or a Sunday church service. It is a new life that requires a new lifestyle. It is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. The time is now. And we can keep going on and on through this, but this is where I want us to, to focus this morning. The day of the just getting by is over. We are called to walk in prosperity and power. Listen, this whole thing, going back and looking at this, is biblical. It's not, this is not words I wrote on a page to inspire you. I can, I can promise you that. And sometimes we take these words of, of, of biblical truth, whether we've read them from the Bible, hear them from a pulpit, or see them in any kind of other writing, we tend to make them inspirational words. They inspire us in a moment. That in turn turns into aspirational thinking. So we aspire to get to that, but we don't see them as promise in design. 
It is how we were literally designed to operate. We were meant to walk in perfect health. Well, I'm not in perfect health. Doesn't change the promise, right? This is not, this is not, a, this is not something we aspire to be that one day we'll get to and hopefully and maybe we'll get there and maybe it'll be next month. Maybe it'll, it's just that you come into agreement with the promise that surely this plan will come to pass. There's not a fiber, an ounce of me that has any doubt in believing that he is gonna see this thing through. That is the place as believers, that is the shifting in our thinking that has got to take place because the time is now. I said the time is right now. We are called to walk in prosperity and power. We are to be fruitful and to multiply. We limit that promise which is found in the very beginning when we are created. We limit it to saying, oh, that's all about having kids. It's about having kids and it's about being fruitful and multiplying. It's about being fruitful and multiplying with, our, with a presence within us that starts to be fruitful and multiply as we come in contact with others. And it says to start to take dominion of this earth. And you don't do it by reading a book and sitting there and writing thoughts of someone who already came up with it. You sit there and you go, Holy Spirit, speak to me today. Put into me the mysteries of your word. Put in the mysteries of your kingdom. Let me emanate who you are to the culture around me. And if that doesn't start to take place in us, we need to come back to a place of belief. We need to come back to a place of sitting alone with him, being so convinced, then going and reading this scripture, rehearsing the words of what he's done and who he is and how faithful he is and coming out into this world with him on us. Not us on us. You know, one of the things that I don't get about the people that fight so hard in this day for their stance on their politics and their stance on religion or theology or anything else, what I don't get about it is is how obvious it is that there is zero grace, zero peace, and zero presence in their lives. And so if you are a fighter of this idea of good morals or whatever else, those are all good things. Good morals are exactly what they are, good morals. We are raised in a culture that believes one way and that these things are acceptable. Other cultures believe other things are acceptable. But ultimately, all of those things are natural. It doesn't mean they're right and it doesn't mean they're wrong. It means that we are meant to be led by the Holy Spirit and as he writes those laws in our heart, we absolutely obey them. We absolutely walk in that truth. But I don't understand is when we fight and we fight and we fight and we try to get our opinion and we feel like we have to get our opinion out there and people have to see it and you don't have that grace, you don't have that peace, you don't have that love, you don't have anything, any of the qualities of Jesus Christ, of Yeshua in your life, what in the world are you fighting for? Because you're not fighting out of your own experience. You're a pawn in the hands of the enemy. Do you understand that? You're not fighting the good fight of of faith. There's nothing about the things that we spew as, this is what I'm talking, I'm talking about Christians. I'm not talking about in here, if you're one of those people, if you're just constantly doing, like, just change course. 
Let this change your mind a little bit. But look at the people in the world, and I'm talking about our people. I'm talking about our brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm talking about Christians, believers, people of faith who go and announce and declare the name of God, the name of Yahweh, the name and the nature of Him, and then act like babies that are fighting a war that they were never designed to fight. And that's why I feel like Yahweh has put this so deeply into my heart of the time is now. This is my ministry. This is what I'm called to do. I feel this in every bit of my being. That's why I show this video. That's why I say that it's, it's not by our might that we get anywhere. Here, like, receive that this morning. Don't hear it. Receive it into your heart and say, there is nothing that I can do apart from him that matters. It can be good. But we're not called to be just good people that just make it through life. It said that he came that we might have life and life more abundantly. This kingdom is about the increase. It's about his government and his peace increasing in our lives. It's about peace and joy and righteousness and hope and confidence and, and health. All of those things should be evidence that there is, a, there is an unseen world that we have committed our lives to. Those things should be advancing in our hearts. I'm not 100%, but I'm on my way. I'm stepping because the kingdom is ever increasing. It's described in Matthew as leaven that is hidden in three measures of meal, hidden, so they don't know what's taking place. And if you're looking with your eyes, you might not see it because it's hidden, but surely it's coming to pass. And this thing is meant to expand. And I see it just like the virus that we all are so scared if I get this close to somebody, virus, done. But if I get this close to somebody, woo, we're good. And I don't mean to make light of it because I know personally people that have died from it, have gotten super sick from it. It doesn't mean the disease isn't there. It just means it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, he is bigger. At the end of the day, I still give it all to him. At the end of the day, it just does not matter enough for me to turn my gaze away from his face. There's nothing here. There's nothing the world can give me. There's nothing that the world can scare me with. I've decided, I've believed, and so I'm now a man of faith with a backbone who stands in one place and is not double-minded in all of his ways, but is singularly, I cannot ever say that word, singular mindset is focused and looked on and just stuck on him. Doesn't mean I don't have setbacks. Doesn't mean that I don't see things the same way you do sometimes. Doesn't mean I don't have opinions on things. It's just that anytime that shaking comes, I have to go back to that place of, well, what did I, what did I write down? What did I decide on? Who did I decide I was going to be? What did I decide to lay down? I decided, be a man of your word. Be a woman of your word. When you write something down, live by it. The only time to change that is his voice. Believe it until his voice changes it. 
Believe it with everything within you until he changes your course. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of Yahweh, but we are the righteous men and women that need to take them. The, the beautiful thing about the kingdom is he is all-powerful, all-encompassing, has everything under control, yet he still gives us the choice to walk in it. He still gives us the opportunity to express heaven on earth. Not a, you realize this is one of those things. Golly, I'm, I'm going to speak about this. I'm meant to be brief this morning. I promise I did. But this is the thing. I don't feel that pressure from you. A little bit from Sam, but anybody else, I don't feel any kind of pressure to hurry up. So don't worry. It's just I, something, something within me. Um, see, sometimes in these moments, I put my head down and put my finger up here to like just feel like I'm really feeling the presence, but I'm really just trying to remember what I was about to say. <laughs> Anyways, so moving on. Open your Bibles with me to 2 Peter. Second Peter chapter 1. I remember what I was going to say. Finally hit me. What I... <laughs> What I was going to say is his will is that heaven comes to earth, on earth as it is in heaven. But what I feel like most of us are trying to make happen and what we really actually are looking for is a better version of our earth. Does that make sense? I'll say it again, unless I forget. <laughs> The, the prayer that Yeshua told us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, is what he, is what he said. It's not, it's not make earth better. It's not make a better version of what you see as, yeah, as good. It, it, it's, it's literally him saying, let a supernatural thing take place through you and we have to understand that what he speaks and what he does always not not sometimes it always counters the culture of the world around you and usually the mind within you it's always a conforming into something that you couldn't have come up with by yourself it's not this great insight. It's not a great opinion. It's not all of those things. It's I'm bringing something heavenly something from a completely def different realm that doesn't currently fit in place in the earth. But I'm asking you to bring it. I'm asking you to be a vessel for that glory to flood this earth. That, that's the opportunity that we have. But when we are constantly in a fight and constantly keeping our gaze on the things that this world is saying are good and that this world are saying needs to be better one side or the other, this is what would be a good idea, then we miss the opportunity to lean into complete trust and to see something completely supernatural. 
Times have been good in our nation, in the earth. And times have been bad in our nation and in our earth. And then times have been good in our nation and in our earth. And then times have been bad in our nation and in our earth. And if you look at it from not this, right here, this moment, and you start to look at it, oh, I don't know, back 2,000 years ago, tell me that times aren't getting better. But if you can't see that, then know this. His kingdom goes from glory to glory. Faith to faith. Hope to hope. It is ever increasing. He didn't design you. He didn't design me. He didn't design this earth. He didn't design anything that he designed or created was never meant for decrease, only increase. That's how, that's how we were designed. Those are the things he put on us. Things increase, increase, increase. Well, what? what I'm, I'm dead. I'm, I'm dying. Yes, but you still live. Doesn't mean you don't experience death in your body, but you, in his eyes, you're living. In his eyes, you're still alive. In his eyes, there's resurrection into his presence, completely holy. And I don't know what that's supposed to look like. like I'm not up here to talk about the theology of end times and when he's coming back. I believe that he has come back. Why? Because Christ in me is the hope of glory. So if I'm breathing, he must be here. She just said, turn off the live stream real quick. All right, 2 Peter 1, verse 3 says this. It says, everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us. Mm. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and inviting us in inviting us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Let me read that again. Everything we could ever need for life. Why don't y'all say that with me? Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us. By his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. Verse 4 again. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises. What, what are we talking about, magnificent, magnificent promises? We are called to walk in prosperity and power. We are to be fruitful and multiply, to be lenders and not borrowers, to walk in health and not sickness, to be filled with faith and not fear, to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, to be people of righteousness, peace, and joy, to be filled with hope and confidence. Those are a few, <laughs> a few. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price. 
so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. So devote yourself to lavishly supplementing your faith with goodness and to goodness understanding and to understanding add strength and self-control and to self-control add patient endurance and to patient endurance add godliness and to godliness add mercy toward your brothers and sisters and to mercy toward others add unending love. Do you understand this pattern again? The ever-increasing kingdom. It's constantly meant to increase in our lives. If you have a measure of peace, if you have a measure of joy, if you've ever experienced any of those supernatural things, understand that that is not meant to be for a moment and then go away. That's not how the kingdom works. It's just, it's simply not. So if there's any area where we feel like, man, I had peace here and then I stepped back. I had peace here and I stepped back. Understand and come into agreement with the idea that his peace is still available and it is continually growing and it's not meant to be a step back. That just means that there's an area of government that you have not submitted your heart to. You've seen, experienced it, might have been a seed playing in your heart, but now it's our time to start to actually walk and manifest these things through giving everything to him. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm just kind of talking, but, I, but I, this is just, I feel him speaking to me about this today, that the kingdom should constantly be increasing. And if it's not, then something's off. That's that, again, I always say it's not condemnation, it's conviction. It's just like, you know what, you're right. I don't, I, th- I thought I had joy, I thought I had grace, I thought I had peace in this area. I don't anymore. Something needs to shift in our thinking. Something needs to shift in our awareness. There needs to be a, a tenderness to what is he speaking about that in my life right now. So devote yourselves to lavish supplementing your faith with goodness and to goodness and understanding add to understanding add the strength of self-control and to self-control add patient endurance and to patient endurance add godliness add to and to godliness add mercy toward your brothers and sisters and to mercy towards others and uh, add unending love since these virtues are already planted deep within which this is what I love you don't earn it you're not going to manufacture, not by my might. It's not by power. It's by the Spirit. It's that He put it within us. So it is already known. It's just us coming into awareness. It's us coming into understanding that these are things, these are qualities. This is within the nature of who you are from the moment you opened your eyes. Since these virtues are already planted deep within and you possess them in abundant supply, they will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ more intimately. So these qualities, the ever-increasing side of focusing in on these qualities that he's put within us, these heavenly attributes that before you were you and you let everything shift and change you and mold you into the world when we're supposed to be shifted and molded into the image of Christ, understand that before you were you, there were these things that were being put in your heart and you were designed. It's not inspiration. Again, it's not an inspirational speak, 
speech. It's not motivational speech. It's not what we're here to do to try to get you to change some things. Come on, guys. Let's do this. No. I'm just trying to make us aware of what he already deposited in us, in our hearts with abundance. These are promises in design. But if anyone lacks these things, he is blind. I love how (laughs) straight up the Bible is. I told y'all the one time, I can't even remember the scripture, it's probably for the best, but it says something along along the lines of if if a man won't receive correction, he's stupid. Dang it, I said it right when, no, 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 those aren't kids. He said, it says, if a man is unwilling to re- receive correction, he's stupid. You want to like wipe your eyes and look at it? I promise it's biblical. I'll give you the scripture or something sometime. I don't have it with me. But the scripture itself is planted deep in my heart. Because there's times that, that he brings correction, that, that we bring correction to each other and not in the way of telling someone off, but just saying, hey, have you thought about it this way? Have you looked at this? And someone who's like, no, I've got it figured out. Nope, nope, not gonna hear it. No, 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 you're stupid. That's what the Bible says. I wanna bring it up again. It says you're stupid. Sometimes just, it's fun to say from a microphone. It's just, it hits better. But this says, but if anyone lacks these things, he is blind. Constantly closing his eyes to the mysteries of our faith and forgetting, forgetting his innocence for his past sins have washed away. There's absolutely not, there's not something we should be operating from out here in the world because it should not exist. I left one life and now I'm experiencing a new life. There's, a, there's an exchange, there's not a both and. It's just, it, it, I don't, I do not and I, I know that some people might get like offended by it, and I don't want you to be offended. Like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not one of those kinds of people. Like I really am naturally like people pleaser, want everybody to be happy and like me, and I like you, and everything's good. But I also, above that, am just submitting my heart to Him and just listening to Him in this. And so, like whenever I come up here and I'm like, stand up, and you're sitting down, please do not sit there and go. or allow you to feel any kind of condemnation or like, oh God, I got found out. Understand that I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to, to help. I'm trying to, I, I just, I cannot sit here and let us casually come in here to this, to this place where we're singing about him dying on the cross for us and doing this. It, it doesn't work. There has, it's, the Bible says first the natural and then the spiritual. So what does that mean? It means first there's a choice in my life. There's a sacrifice in my life. There's a laying down in my life so that the supernatural can start to take place in my life. And so that's what I just want so much for all of us. But there's, there's these things, I just promises in Scripture that we have to keep coming back to so that we might believe even stronger, so that we can be who we're called to be on this planet. 
as human beings. Isaiah 9, in the Passion Translation, I'm going to read it in the, uh, in the New King James Version as well, but I just, I just this is what was, <laughs> Isaiah 9, verse 6, I'll just read it. A child has been born for us. A son has been given to us. The responsibility of complete dominion will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be the Wonderful One, the Extraordinary Strategist, the Mighty God, the Father of Eternity, and the Prince of Peace. Great and vast is his dominion. He will bring immeasurable peace and prosperity. He will rule on David's throne and over David's kingdom to establish and uphold it by promoting justice and righteousness from this time forward and forevermore. What is the throne of David? The throne of David and Samuel was declared as something that is eternal. It will never end. Its dominion will always be there. The rule will always be there. And Yeshua is put on that throne to say that today, tomorrow, and forever, you will always reign and your dominion will have no end. He will rule on David's throne and over David's kingdom to establish and uphold it by promoting justice. Remember what justice is. Not our justice, not being proven wrong. It's unjustifiable, but it is justice and righteousness from this time forward and forevermore. The marvelous passion that the Lord Yahweh, commander of angel armies, has for his people will ensure that it is finished. Let's read that uh, New King James. I'm, I'm almost finished. Sam's pressuring me over there. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. I think it's worth uh, giving you the definition of government, especially in this day. We think of everything tightening up, right? Like, oh, well, I need to govern my finances. I need to, that's why things are bad is because I haven't been, doing this financially. Yeah, there are principles that he puts in the earth that absolutely work that they don't change, like seed, time, and harvest. And people want to change that, but the truth is go plant an actual seed. Seed, time, and then there's a harvest. Those are biblical. Those are natural. Those are truths. That's how Yahweh designed things. So it's not that there aren't natural things to go about and to do, but ultimately you have got to just hear Holy Spirit's voice. You've got to hear Yahweh's voice in your life. Obey that. Government actually means to exercise continuous sovereign authority over something. What does that look like in the life of a believer? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He is the Lord of my life. That is what the government of Yahweh looks like in our lives. He is, he is my Lord, not, remember, it's not a term of divinity. It is a term of lordship. It's a term of giving everything to him. That looks like to trust Yahweh, to give him complete 
utter control over every situation in your life. It would look like one of my favorite stories in the Bible in the, the intertwining of the woman with the issue of blood and Jairus and his 12-year-old daughter. There's this woman who has been experiencing something for 12 years that has plagued her, that has pushed her out of, of crowds, has not allowed her to live life, and there's a child on her deathbed at 12 years old. And Jairus comes to Yeshua first and he says, Yeshua, I know that you have what my daughter needs. Will you please come heal her? Now this is where those stories start to intertwine. While Jairus is walking with Yeshua, the story of the woman with the issue of blood takes place where she busts through a crowd and gets to him. And he's saying, Jairus, think about this. A 12-year-old girl, your daughter is on her deathbed. Listen, you've dealt with this situation for 12 years. Deal with it for another 12 minutes and we'll come back. Please, she is dying. But Jairus doesn't do that. He's the Lord of this situation. If this is a situation I need to be a part of, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to wait. I'm going to still know. I'm going to still have the same hope, a joy-filled expectation for good that he's going to see through my situation. And in the presence of Yahweh, there should be that peace because you've given the government and the peace is now available. The government is his and the peace gets to be ours. Both saw their miracle. If I think about putting myself in, in the father, Jairus's shoes it it stirs me to challenge myself of the increase our willingness to give him the absolute authority and sovereignty in our life should constantly be increasing constantly constantly coming into situations where we're saying, Yahweh, I I give this one to you. I can't carry this one. I can try to think about it. I can try to make it happen. I'm just going to offer this one up to you. And in that, I'm going to increase the government. He's going to increase peace. There will be no end. Say no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So good. Why don't y'all stand with me? I've never been more convinced that the time is absolutely now. That there is going to be, there is, and there are people across the the world experiencing these promises in their lives. This is not just for tomorrow. This is for today. It's not, like I said, it's not an aspiration that we try to achieve. These are not meant to be inspirational words that lead you to just trying to, as the world hopes, hope, Hail Mary things. These are things that were absolutely in our DNA, in our nature. We are designed to increase, not decrease but it takes us giving the government, the lordship, the control over our lives completely to him. Complete trust, complete trust. That seems to be a theme in in our house lately is, and it really like, it becomes a cliche term as trust. 
But that, the Bible, it's a biblical thing to trust the Lord completely and do not lean on your own understandings and in all of your ways acknowledge him. To trust him completely, completely, completely. The time is now. The day of just getting by is over. We are called to walk in prosperity and power. We are to be fruitful and multiply, to be lenders and not borrowers. Why don't you lift your hands? The day of the just getting by is over. We are called to walk in prosperity and power. We are to be fruitful and multiply, to be lenders and not borrowers, to walk in health and not sickness, to be filled with faith and not fear, to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, to be people of righteousness, peace, and joy, to be filled with hope and confidence. Yahweh, I speak this over these people today. Create in us an awareness. Awaken, awaken our actual senses, our sight, our smell, our taste, our touch, everything. Let it be sensitive to your presence in our lives. Awaken us to these truths. We are called to walk in prosperity and power. We are to be fruitful and multiply to be lenders and not borrowers, to walk in health and not sickness, to be filled with faith and not fear, to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, to be people of righteousness, peace, and joy, to be filled with hope and confidence. The casual days of Christianity have come to an end. There will no longer be fruit from that tree. The kingdom of God is not a hobby, an interest, or a crutch. It is not something you simply do as a morning devotional or a Sunday church service. It is a new life that requires a new lifestyle. It is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. The time is now. Let us experience that, Father, to its fullness, completeness. Let us this week literally be able to measure the increase of your government and your peace in our lives. Let us be able to truly measure situations in our lives that we're giving unto you. Measure there be an increase in your presence, in your peace, in those situations. Let it be evident. Stir our hearts this week, Father, to just completely submit everything to you, to sit and rest and not worry, to sit in peace and to know that your promises never fail and that your will will surely come to pass in every aspect, Father. I I just ask that to be prevalent within these people, within me, within my family, within my bands, within my tribe, Father. Let that be evident in the nature of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. So let me say one more time. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org. 